0: Uh, Barbara and Declan join us once again, so uh, so you think or not. Uh, good afternoon to you both. How's it going? Yeah. Now, here's the first question. My husband and I are married six years, together for 13 years. He's an amazing husband and dad, and I'd be lost without him. My problem is that we have such a formulaic marriage. We both work, bring the kids to crash. we come home, I cook dinner, he takes out the bins. Well, every night uh, we watch telly. The odd night every week we have sex. We go to sleep. If I'm honest, our lives are boring but our sex life even more so. It lasts five minutes and job done. We both know what uh, what works and it's too efficient. We've lost the fun of our relationship. The lust isn't there anymore. How do I get this back? I know I love him wholeheartedly but the desire and thirst is gone. How do I reignite the passion? How do others keep it fresh? If we discuss it too much I know we'll only schedule fun sex and then puff, the longing is gone. For me at least. It's really starting to bother me Any suggestions? Oh, Yeah. No.
1: I have the answer. I know the answer to this. Here she goes. I know the answer to this because uh, like most married couples with kids, uh, well, especially married couples with kids, well, yeah, with kids, uh, been there, uh, done that, or not done that as the case may be. Um, But first, it's important to say two things. Like, I think the the thing that they need to, this this woman who's writing in needs to realize is that really this is a lot of this is actually not about their relationship or their marriage it's actually about where they're at in life in their marriage with mm, their two yeah. young kids they're both working full time the kids are in crash you know it, you do feel like a mouse on a wheel like as she describes like you know they go to work they drop the kids to crash she cooks the dinner he leaves out the bins blah 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 their lives are boring That's exactly what life is like when you're at that stage. And what I find depressing is... That we were doing that twenty years ago, and nothing has changed. Like nothing's got any better. You know, I watch my daughter, albeit long distance, doing exactly the same thing, and it's very tough on on couples and families that kind Mm. of um, way of living. And again, there's a whole big thing which I'd say Declan could probably expand on better than I could about capitalism. Oh Oh, no, about capitalism (laughs) and all that kind of stuff. Why we ended up where where they they are now. So having said that, that's the first thing. The second thing is, yeah, like when you've been together 13 years um, you know you're not going to probably get back to where you were in the first two years you know Mm, of all that wild abandon and you know kind of ripping the clothes off each other every you know couple of hours That's, that's not coming back but you can substantially improve things and the only Thing I think that works certainly for us when we were at that stage and I know this is you know not everybody can afford to do it particularly now but try and get a night away try and book you know or get favours drawing favours together kids looked after and go away even if it's only down the road for the night so that you're away from the house away from the dirty dishes away from the dustbins away from the kids away from the fear that the kids are going to suddenly wake up land in whatever and get yourselves away uh, preferably to a hotel but even if it's only a tent (laughs) 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 I think uh, that is the answer. And that was what we found. We needed to get away from yeah, the house yeah. in order to rediscover the fact that we hadn't completely lost it. <laughs> Do you know hmm. what I mean? Um, that we were still capable of of kind of, you know, uh, having a great time and enjoying each other. Yeah, and, and when think, you're
0: in the house here, there's too many. That's right. There's everything else you have to be thinking about. So it's abs-
1: she's absolutely right in her kind of instinct of, you know, they don't just schedule the night for the fun sex. That's never going to work take yourselves away Um, uh, I think that's really and I think that's you know it's like the thing on the aeroplane when you have to put on your um, oxygen mask before you tent anybody else you actually need to do this when you're living like the way they have described and I know not everybody can afford to do it but if you can afford it at all I think that
0: is there's the answer now
1: there you go now
0: what I really want to hear from Declan is why if it wasn't for capitalism they'd be writing for (laughs) 10
2: minutes (laughs) because because sex costs (laughs) costs Um, no, I don't think I, I, I'm going to go there with the, the, my opinion. But it is the whole the, the whole thing about it is about novelty and fun, and a lot of people. Experience uh, their sexuality and sexual experiences very much a, as a physical kind of a, an abandoned thing you used the, that word a moment ago, and other people are very much in their minds about it. their sexuality is a thing that they think about, and they can put words on it and from the words they can put on um clothes <laughs> take them up no they can put they can put they can put, their, they can put uh, words onto their needs whereas other people. They find it difficult to say, I don't know what it is I want, but I don't know what we're doing right now. It's not what I like because it doesn't feel like wildly abandoned.
0: Yeah, it's like the way it loose. used to be. Yeah. yeah,
2: exactly. You've already pointed out it can never go back to where it was before, but where it was before was new, Yeah. kind of free, and it kind of happened. Yeah. Whereas now you're in a place where even with your advice, it's still going to have to be something that's considered and planned and arranged. Even if the thing that you're planning and arranging is the is to go away for a night. Yeah. It's still kinda like the subtext is this is in order to do you yeah. know whatever. And it still feels like it's
1: But I think the difference is it's not just in order to try and fake that or feeling that you had in the early days. It's actually to get away from your kids. The house. Yeah, yeah. But that's it's a simple so you, as you that. You can't
0: pay one hundred percent attention no. on, on the sexy time. Yeah, if, no, I you know, agree. And I agree. And yeah. I think
2: I think often it, you know when it comes to the to the kind of the the, the hard boiled parts of, of a relationship where you're actually just doing the, the mundane day to day. day <laughs> I still. might just go to all kinds of weird places. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the
2: hard boiled elements I, of your relationship. I don't even know what that meant. It just came oh, out of my mouth. Okay. Um, wh- when it comes to just the the, the mundanities of life, where you're going, you come home from work, you take your shoes off because your feet are sore. You kind of sit down and you yeah. you're having dinner and before you know it it's like oh I'm going to watch some telly and it's not it's, 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 it's very much an individual I'm drained I'm tired having time to even consider your own needs never mind your partner's needs that's too low down in the list and sometimes you have to find a way to, to squish them up a little bit higher <laughs>
1: don't I
0: know. That. Don't say. Yes. Well, right up here, you're know, lower lower again, and higher again. I think there's garments that help with that. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. Or, or that I saw a thing on Instagram that just massages you nonstop. You just try, never, no, no, no. We're not going to go there at all. Okay. Yeah. What do you, do you follow in, on Instagram? In, in like, you know, it, mm, Change subject. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think. I think with. with <laughs> with with people's relationships I do I do think that sometimes it's it's what's what's in your own head about what you want as well as what you see when you see the person that you're with as well. Because yeah, yeah. All of these things come into play. And I think that from from this person's point of view, it seems to me like what she wants to happen is for her to be swept away off her feet in some kind of passionate moment. Ah, that's and, not fair. No why is it sexist? Why?
1: That she wants to be swept off her feet and, you know, yada, yada. She just does, does wants some good sex that isn't interrupted by okay, kids so and bins ex- and... Forgive
2: my, my turn of phrase been if been it can sound a sexist. What I meant was is that she didn't want to be the, the kind of calculated initiator of the sex. And she wanted the sex to be initiated... Or the moment to be created in a way where she could feel like it's passionate and it's, it's happening in the moment. I don't think that's sexist. I think that's because for some people in their mind, sexuality is something that they don't want to attach to deliberate, conscious yeah. activity. They want it to be yeah, yeah. free and and like the abandoned But water. what I'm saying
1: is that's not possible. generally speaking when you're living the life that they are living and that a lot of us have lived it's just not possible
2: I I don't know because I don't live that life but I do know that sometimes wanting the end result requires a certain amount of planting the seed kind of thing and that there has to be moments of intimacy and you know kissing each other and just being a little bit touchy feely even if you can't complete the act mm-hmm. that there's a little bit of like yeah. sneaky sneaky touchy So, oh here come the kids you're creating the desire for that moment yeah. to happen no, rather fair, yeah. than kind of pushing it all down the line to oh when we get a chance we're going to be in yeah. more yeah. because that's that's taking it away again from the day to day. And I think it has to be something that's present in the day to day. The touching, the caring, the wanting has to be all the time mm. to have that passion yeah
0: that's true but they, they, like you know, even if they go away if they go away ideally for two nights so they can have one yeah. night to
2: sleep and the end, second <laughs> night for writing or so, the other way around
0: oh, uh, uh, but then the kind of trails of that stay with you afterwards they do you know, yeah, they uh, do, do tend
2: to be touchy feet okay yeah. well that, that's good as well cause that, that, that's good and maybe that's that's the, the, the avenue into this more um, intimate thing but I do yeah. believe that it, it might seem like it's, it's not going to get what you want in the immediate but by being a bit more touchy-feely and, and I mean the other kissy. thing they could
1: do if they can't actually physically you know maybe afford to go away is to try and get somebody to take the kids away for you know yeah. get granny or granddad or whatever take the kids away for 24 hours. It's not as good because you're still surrounded by all the detritus yeah. of life and, uh, and home but um, it, it would help and I, I agree with Sean I think the benefits of that do kind of stay with you then for a while but I think it's really vital I don't think it should be seen as a if you can afford to do it I don't think it should be seen as a
0: treat it should be seen as something that's absolutely necessary Sorry. Yes, therapy. Investments. A few, a few comments on that. Uh, a tent, sex in a lumpy field. No thanks. No one was offering uh, that to you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, he's me with two kids, delighted to not have sex so we can actually sleep instead. <laughs> That's how yeah, bad it can get. so yeah. uh, Michael says, maybe she needs to mix it up a bit. Why not let the hubby cook dinner and she can put out the bins herself? Well, that would really, yeah, turn That'd be around. sexier. That, else, yeah, would really that would really make me feel sexy. Non-sexier than a cider woman putting out bins. Yeah. I think my mother is drinking again. She had been off the booze for almost 10 years after a fairly bad patch where she really put her health at risk. Lately, I think I can see it in her eyes when we visit. And if I ring her out of the, the blue, sometimes I think she's drunk. "'I've asked her outright twice. "'She's denied it both times. "'Not only am I worried she's putting herself "'into an early grave, she's only in her mid-fifties, "'but she minds my son twice a week after preschool. "'When he's with her for those few hours, I'm so anxious, "'and I'm trying to leave work early to pick him up sooner "'in case she's been drinking.' Should I just trust her when she says she's not drinking? Should I go snooping around the house to find bottles so I can prove it? Or should I go with my gut and experience and find alternative arrangements for childcare, leaving my mum to make her own decisions? Ooh, that's a hard one.
2: Yeah. This one kind of rocks my mind because I can kind of see it from so many different angles. I understand this young mother who um, is, you know, parted for probably for the first time from her young kid, putting the kid into care. Already that's fraught with anxieties and concerns uh, but she's also doing it with the mother who she has long-standing kind of um, ups and downs But I'm sure that the mother's drinking caused problems for her mm. as a young youngster and whatever. So there's a lot going in there she, like on a theoretical kind of, you know, you um, know, level I understand. she she gets that she, she wants to trust her mum and she wants to kinda, you know, let the past be wherever it was, but there's still kind of residues of of kind of that, you know, what what happened before um that maybe she's projecting onto that scenario that, that isn't it isn't true. And unfortunately the reality of it is is that the mother's obviously hurt her in the past and therefore and and given her reason to have her suspicions but the suspicions aren't founded on any facts from what I can see in, in this letter. Yeah. Other than you know, a kind of a sense that she has. Um, and from that reason, for that point of view, I kind of feel that it's important that she, she proceeds really carefully with this because, um, the, you know, denials from her mum probably don't count for much because I'm sure she's heard many of those yeah. before in the past. Um, but I, I would feel that being open with, with her mum about how she's feeling about the situation because, like, it's, it, it the reality of it is, is that it... it, it, it it's not just about hurting her feelings with un- unfair or untrue accusations. It's about if they are true and the mother is drinking again and then concealing it, it is potentially putting her child at risk. So the whole thing is it's a really really wobbly ship to be on and I think the best way for her to proceed with that is to really be clear with the mother about how how she's worried about it and that's why I'm asking you because of what's happened before and I need you to be very open with me and tell me because without that kind of level of trust and honesty, they can't proceed with their relationship anyway. It's Mm -hmm. going to be a difficult one um, but I, I don't think, I don't think, I don't think it's just put your kid out of there like, you know, like you're changing your care plan for your kid because it's not just about that. It's about your relationship with your mom as well. Mm. It's all it's all it. Do you not agree with me on that? No,
1: one? I would be very unambiguous about this and I think the writer has answered her own um dilemma in the last line. Um I would be unambiguous. I think her it, she's grown up with this mother. Um I think perhaps she is seeing signs. I think perhaps her instincts are correct. Now they might not be. Yeah. My feeling would be would tend to be that they are i would absolutely take the child out of the mother's care and change her child care arrangements um you that can happen you know that she doesn't have to Um, say to the mother this is because I I, I suspect you may be drinking it could be just that I think Johnny now needs to be in a play group with other kids of his Mm. own age I think Johnny needs to go to Montessori I think whatever Um, so you could move I absolutely would not take for a minute a risk of having a small child in the care of somebody who could be intoxicated but
2: that's the only concern here but that's
0: the main one that has got to be in in the the absence of in the absence Mm -hmm. of knowledge which one would she regret the most leaving her child in harm's way or? you know, annoying of the, the mother. mother. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's got to be the number yeah, okay, one. Yeah, I, 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 okay, yeah, I do to see be.
2: that now and when I, when I kind of dwell on that one and I, yes. I wasn't prioritising one particular thing over the other and I kind of see that. But I, I still feel, though, that the, the the potential for the concern to be... Uh, She'll still worry about the mother, but at least she won't worry about her child. I um, wonder why, And that is the past, that, that she actually put the kid there in the first place. Because well obviously the mother
1: has been off the booze, as she said, for 10 years. Yeah. Um, so then fine. And obviously using granny is always a cheaper option than using the childcare down the road. Um, and granny is probably, you know, I'm not saying granny is a bad person. Granny's probably a great childminder when granny is off the booze. Um, but I would just be totally, I would not take any chances on that. And I also... I I mean, I don't have a huge amount of experience of dealing with somebody um, who's got an issue with alcohol. But from what the little bit I do know, um, you know, it's very hard to intervene with somebody who's got an addiction problem and who has fallen off the wagon and gone back on the drink in this case, unless the person themselves wants help. If they don't want help... It's very difficult to intervene. So my advice would be take the child out, make alternative that you don't have to worry about the child. Keep a very firm eye on your mom. Keep the doors of communication open. Um, and, you know, but unless the mom herself asks for help, it's going to be almost impossible, assuming the mother is a, you know, a legitimate person in charge of her own self, to stop her drinking if that is what she wants to do during the day.
2: I I, I agree. Again, I, I kind of still come back to the one point, which is that if it is not true that the mother is back drinking again, that's kind of like a problem. Well, it's
1: not really. I mean, I just think when it comes to small kids, you can't take any chances. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't have yeah, to say to too. the mother the reason why. She doesn't have to say to the mother, "I suspect you're drinking, and I'm taking Johnny out." It, the, you, you know, it's very easy to say, "I think Johnny needs to be with kids of his own age. I think he, ne- he could benefit from play school or Montessori, or whatever." So, you, I think she can get the child out from under the mother without offending the mother or
0: causing mm, the mother. I don't know, the mother. Given she's asked her twice already, might, already, the mother will probably yeah. suspects. Suspect, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I mean,
1: you know, I, again. To me, uh, you weigh up the two, and you go, "No, I, I can only, as as you said, this is the one I can live with. I couldn't live with the fact that something might happen to Johnny. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah. if I just ignored it because I was afraid of hurting the mother's feelings."
2: Yeah I, yeah, I I yeah. look, everything you say makes total sense to me. And I, I do agree, but I still come back to the one point, which is when does somebody who used to have an addiction problem that they've had treatment for, and I know they will always be an addict per se, but they're still, they're trying to keep their lives on the track. When are they given that kind of social forgiveness? Or when are they given, like, redemption? Whatever word you want to use. And I'm a bit worried about that in this context, that it seems to be rooted in a little bit of kind of, like, I, I can't see the evidence for the action. That's all, that's the only bit I'm worried about, that I just go... Like yeah, I get it, the kid's safety. If that was the case though then that was the case before and you should have not put the kid in that position. Well no, because she's obviously
1: seeing something now. Oh, yeah, she sure. said oh, things have changed.
0: changed. Yeah, yeah, obviously yeah. things have changed.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That's what I, that's I'm wondering whether or not there is anything. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, well, there, yeah, there mightn't be. be, but there you may know, not you'd be, be in you I know, don't know, think you mother's a mother's instincts. So she
0: knows her mother yeah. very well. Yeah. She's been yeah. down okay, there yeah. before. Yeah. 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 yeah, fair enough. My wife works in an office and has done so for the last decade. We got married and had kids. Now we have a four year old and a two year old. Over the past couple of years and with COVID, her office greatly reduced staff numbers. Now she's doing three people's work all on her own. It's proving too much for her. She's stressed all the time. She always worries about deadlines and has a short fuse with us. The worst part is she works long days so the kids and I never see her anymore during the week. She's so tired by the weekends that she sleeps in and is exhausted and can be very touchy. I feel like she's trying to achieve the impossible with this job and she's miserable. While I think it's great she cares so much for her job, I don't think it's right for her anymore. How do I tell her that her job isn't suiting the family or her? I don't (laughs) want to be harsh and ask her to give up her work. But in reality, our home life is tough going. How do I approach this? (laughs)
1: <laughs> this is interesting and actually you know when I read this I thought it's not completely unrelated to the first problem we had mm. you know about the kind of mm. the, the, the kind of lives we have to lead when both partners are working and there's young children in the equation because this is is very similar uh, and added to that is the fact that I think very often uh, increasingly and I was, you know you'd kind of hope that COVID might have changed it, but I think maybe it may, made it even worse is we have this toxic relationship sometimes with work and with um, with 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 looking at success purely through the prism of a career or material yeah, yeah. Uh, stuff and there's way so much more to life than that um but that's a bigger question. The other thing, which, you know, there's so much information that's not in this letter that we need to know in order to to try and help. Um, and the first question I have is, is the wife the main breadwinner? Is is it her job that the family are mainly dependent on? Yeah, and is sounds that like it, driving yeah. her kind of single minded determination to do the best job she can and take on three people's work and, and put up with all of that? Or, and equally, uh, you know, equally valid, is does she love her job and does she quite enjoy being consumed by it? Because what we get from the letter is the husband saying, I don't think it's right for her anymore because she's tetchy and she sleeps in on the weekend. Mm. <laughs> like, we, you know, it's not suiting him. But we yes, don't know if it's yeah. not suiting the family. Now, if it's not suiting him, that's valid as well. Because if they're both working full time, although it does sound like she's working longer hours, if they're both working full time, then they both have a responsibility to take on the other duties of life in- domestically and with the children. And if she's not doing that, he is, he is entitled to feel this isn't fair. Um, absolutely. But my overwhelming thing is that like he doesn't explain to us why she's doing why she's working at the rate that she's working um so you know yeah they they they, they just he has to talk to her not 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 to us like well, he has to, talk I mean, to her i about... think he's
0: scared to talk to her <laughs> you know what his explanation is that she's taken over the job of, of, three, of three people, people. Yeah. yeah
1: but maybe is that a temporary situation like mm, yeah. what yeah. i get from this is it's not suiting him um but if she's the main one bringing in the money maybe that's, this is something they're going to have to live with for the moment until you know they uh, the company takes on more staff and she's not doing three people's jobs or whatever. Um there's just so much here that I don't know that it's very hard to come down on one or the other and say this is this is where this is how it should be. They clearly have to talk to each other, and he has to express his if he's unhappy. I get I, that sense. He's
0: scared,
2: or. Um, or there's a different aspect altogether, which okay. is the fact that he, uh, w- that he's looking at the employment situation that he, somebody he cares about is in and realizes that she's been taken advantage of. And it's, 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 I'm surprised you didn't bring it up, Barbara, but like women are the ones who tend to be the ones that, that get. B- Pushed into I'm like working longer. Feminist, You're an awful, feminist. I failed feminist, as a feminist. But awful, yeah. awful feminist. Did, yeah. Um, By the way,
0: you have to say late after this. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, oh
2: God. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, don't
0: really, I don't really clean the studio anyway.
2: Yeah. 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 Sure. Yeah. yeah Do a better be job. The corner. I missed us, sorry. But women tend to. Does anybody want very, coffee? <laughs> no, the last stuff was <laughs> very good. Um women's work hours and women work harder because they feel like they need to prove themselves, all that blah, blah, blah stuff. But there's also the stuff that just in general, a lot of companies have ways of making, of getting the most out of their employees. And so there could be a systemic or structural reason why the person in the job has to work really hard in order to just have the job. And that can be something that you can look at from an outside point of view and go, you shouldn't be in there. You shouldn't be in that organization, you know, whether you're a driver for Uber where you don't have a proper contract or where I won't list any other organizations. But like, you know, it could be a situation like that, that he's going, y- you shouldn't be there. It's not good for you. And it's also not serving the family. You could earn the same amount of money somewhere else and maybe that's what he's thinking
1: I wonder though following your train there your logic about which obviously is correct about women having to work you know harder in order to be equal
2: or they work in the kind of jobs like cleaning that you mentioned where they, yeah. where they work really longer hours and yeah. order to make you know and they don't earn the same but amount of money all that he kind but of I also
1: stuff. feeling from, the, from his perspective as a man I'm doing too much of the domestics here. I'm doing too much of the childcare here. Mm, I didn't yeah. sign up for this because she's out working all day. And, you know, again, if she is the main breadwinner and if this is what she needs to do in order to for them to continue to pay the mortgage, then he's going to have to step up to the plate and do the, the extra bit if that's what's required. But I just feel there's... there's there's a lack of communication between them and also we don't have the full picture again we're just seeing it obviously purely from his reaction to how the wife is working and and rather than it, the wife. It is, it's
2: about him saying to her what are we doing this for it, it, what are your own individual um, ambitions from this what are our family um, objectives out of this and once you're all on the same page you can go okay you have to work and
1: the other thing that happens is if you get sucked into a situation like the wife has got sucked into with lack of staff meaning she's doing three people's jobs and all you get so lost in the forest of work or whatever it is that you can't see the wood for the trees and maybe if he did have a balanced conversation with her that wasn't you know kind of um being aggressive with her about it that she might he might help her to be able to see that
0: because it doesn't sound like it's good for her health if she's tetchy and tired all the time Mm, either you know but he says she works long days because and, and his first line is my wife works in an office which just sounds slightly passive-aggressive <laughs> to me. This isn't Mary in accounts. This woman has some high-power job uh, uh, and every time he sees her striding out uh, uh, as, a, as a professional colossus is undermining him and his mickey shrivels just another little bit with each day. I, was I afraid think there's something to say going oh on gosh, there. Thank you very yeah. much. I was
1: hinting at it but I was definitely yeah. afraid to say it overtly. Yeah. Address your tweets to Sean. Yes, yeah, he said that, not Bar- me. Barbara, <laughs>
0: thank you Barbara. That very much, you are listening to the Moncrief Show on News Talk. We're going to take a break after that. Why Alex Jones is sweating. Moncrief brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank. Think again. Weekdays at 2 p.m. on News Talk.